Ireland's Class Kids Radio. I am thrilled to have Michael Greco on the line. Hello, Michael. Hi, Trina. How are you? Oh, were you all over my bedroom walls when I was growing up? <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're making me feel very, very young, Trina. Thanks oh, so much God. for that pleasure. Well, you don't even have to tell anyone who you, who you played in EastEnders. Everybody knows your name and your real name because that can be tricky sometimes for, for actors, can't it? People get to know you as the character name and not your own name. Yeah. It must have been from yeah. all the photo shoots you were doing at the time and you're in all the posters and all the I, magazines I so. and everything. Uh, I, I remember going to, to uh, I wasn't really one for openings of cinema Envelopes. or anything like that. But I, yeah, I wasn't, that wasn't me. But I remember once going to some award ceremony, the, the GQ Awards or something. And for the first time ever, I'd been on EastEnders for about a year. And I walked, walked down the red carpet on my own. I was waiting to my partner at the time. And I was waiting in the corner and I didn't know anybody. And I got a tap on the shoulder. It was Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney? And, uh, and he was like... Paul McCartney, yeah, he came up to me and he was like, all right, Beth Pay. And I was like, I felt like saying, my name's Michael, but I thought, better not, because this is, this is royalty here. He was like, oh, you know, we watch the show all the time. The kids love this show. You know, we, back in the day when there were video recorders, we, he said, we used to tape it. We want to go away. I can't, you know, I never miss an episode. And I was like, I'm talking to Paul McCartney. Here. That's mad. I'm and the kids watch it. So he was probably talking about Stella McCartney, his daughter, who's absolutely. a fashion, fashion yeah, designer. Absolutely. That's yeah. incredible. And I'm, I think Lynn... I think Linda, his wife at the time, I think she was alive at the time. So they were huge, huge yeah. fans. And uh, I just didn't know what to say. I, I, was, I was just in awe of this absolute legend that we, you know, I just used to Lucy these days. But he is yeah. royalty, uh, oh, a music yeah. legend. You, you can't and, get much uh, bigger than that, can you? Beppe no, DeMarco. Really. Everyone loves saying that in the Italian, well, their attempt <laughs> at an Italian accent, don't they? Beppe right, DeMarco. Right. <laughs> Beppe DeMarco, eh, come stai? Sta bene, grazie. <laughs> So are you actually Italian? Yeah, my parents are from uh, Naples. They came over in the 50s. Um, so we were born and brought up in England. But um, we used to spend most of our holidays in Italy. And uh, most of my relatives still live in Italy in a small little village just outside of Naples. The big Italian family. So playing that role wasn't too much no, of a task exactly. for you. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even though I had one sibling, my mum had six sisters and one brother and and yeah. Uh, so yeah Christmas was huge you know it was a massive and I love it really because I just love being surrounded by a, a big Italian family and let me tell you something when my Italian cousin got married to an Irish girl that was the best wedding you will ever go to in your whole life I can Italians imagine. and Irish what a combination for a party for a knees up for a celebration you're not going to get two better mixed nations in the whole world, I think, than the Irish and the Italians. Oh, you're not. Isn't it Gianni was the brother? Was the brother Gianni in Gianni was the brother. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. When was that? Was that the 90s? Yeah, there was a, 1997 we started, 27 years ago. God. 27 years ago. I know, incredible. <laughs> so life Crazy. moved on a bit for you then because you quit acting for a while, didn't you? I did. Do you know what? I didn't like being famous after a while. I just mm. didn't like being in the public eye. I, I, I just wanted to move away from it. And I became a professional poker player. You know? Did you? <laughs> I don't know why. Travelling the world for about 10 years, um, playing in all these incredible casinos all over the world from Australia to Vegas to Macau to Barcelona to Estonia to you name it, I visited. And uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was doing great guns being a, a professional poker shark. How does somebody become a professional poker player? It's basically if someone sponsors you to play and that's your that's kind of your living in a yeah. way. Um, and gambling in, in England, I know I should never advocate gambling, but for me at the time it was tax free. So whatever you won, you kept. 
Right. And so I used to travel the world with my partner, who was Tony Cascarino, who used to play for yeah, Ireland's uh, yeah. football team. Yeah, yeah, he was my partner. So no Be- way. Yeah, Be- yeah Beppe, and, Beppe and Cass, we used to travel the world together, yeah. Go away. There's definitely a book yeah. in that. There's a book in that. And being an actor definitely. must have helped as well because he could definitely do the poker face. It did, it did. But the best poker players in the world don't really show any emotion. The only way I can describe it is like a serene swan. You know, on the top it's beautiful, calm and serene, but underneath its feet are going two to the dozen. You know, it's like that in poker. The best poker players in the world don't really give any tells. Yeah, I mean, I could write a book about my 10 years playing poker, to be honest, because it was incredible. I actually did write a TV series about it, but no one picked it up. Ah, because, yeah, you it, can't promote it. Yes, of course. You can't yeah. promote it. Absolutely. You can't promote gambling, which I understand completely yeah. because it's a big, 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 big issue in the in the UK. There'd be no fear of me promoting it. I can't even play Snap, so it'd be no use. Even when we <laughs> went to Las Vegas, me and my husband, um, I was so right. terrified. I wouldn't even go on the slot machines. I was so terrified. I'm just yeah. not much of a risk taker, put it that way. No, they're, they're, life is full of risk takers. You're either one or you're not. And I, I'm definitely a risk taker. You are. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> that's an amazing story. Going around the world with Tony Cascarino. Who knew? Um, yeah. Were you living in LA for a while? Yeah, I moved to LA for about six or seven years because I, I, I was bored of poker then. Uh, I just, I, I wanted to start acting again. I got the love back. I moved to LA. It didn't work out. It's the toughest place in the world to try and make it as an actor. And then mm. I moved back to London about six years later. And, you know, I haven't looked back since. I've, I've regained my love for the acting world. Yeah. I'm old enough and wise enough now to kind of accommodate the, the fame. And now things are going really well for me again. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the gravy train again. And I'm, I'm really pleased to, to be back and, and entertaining people and doing well. Did I hear that you've hit the fifth floor, Michael? You're out of the 40s now and you've, you've turned 50. I hit, I've hit the fifth floor. I, I've experienced <laughs> seven decades in my life because I was born in the 60s and now we're in the 2020s. That's seven decades. Oh, God. Can you believe Beppe is in his seventh decade? I can't believe it. Yesterday, a pal of mine was sending me a voice note and he was saying how he's going to be 50 now in a couple of weeks and I couldn't get over it. He was saying how everyone's telling right. him to get, to get filler in his wrinkles. <laughs> I said, it's grand. It's grand for the men. The men look great as they get older, you know. Yeah, I know. I'm lucky, actually, because I've got good Italian genes. My father passed away at 72 and he didn't have a wrinkle on his face. Did he not? And it seems to be passed down to me. I'm, I'm quite lucky in that aspect. I've never had Botox. Yeah. Not to say I never will, but I've never had Botox. It's not, I don't think it's great for actors to get Botox anyway. No. Especially no, you need, you need it to, yeah, for the expression you and all the rest. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, Michael, we were just talking there uh, a second ago off air about how you, you mm. love the 80s and the 90s music and John Farnham in particular. Did you ever, a lot of people in the, the 90s, soap actors, try their hand at being a pop star. Did you try that at all? You know, not many people know this, so there's a little bit of an exclusive, I right. suppose. <laughs> I had a meeting with a guy called Lucian Grange, I think his name was. He was the head of Polydor. And Simon Cowell used to work for him. He was, un, he was above Simon Cowell. He's a very powerful man. So when the two, uh, Robson and Green, Robson and Jerome were massive... Uh, Unchained Melody, yeah. they had the number one, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, Simon Cowell was their producer. We had a meeting, the guy who played my brother, the two of us, had a meeting after being a year in EastEnders because they wanted to do an album with us both because we were so popular. And they were offering mega, mega, mega bucks and you know more money than we could ever imagine. And EastEnders didn't allow us to do it. They what? said, no, you're either, you're either going to be in EastEnders or we'll get rid of you. Ah, uh, no. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Can you sing, Michael? Yeah, I've done a few West End shows. I did Chicago in the West End, London. Uh, yeah. I did Kiss Me Kate, West Side Story. So, 
Yeah, I'm a singer as well. I um, can't believe that. Yeah. Sure, EastEnders actors always were pop stars. When you think of Nick Berry, who was Wixie all those years ago, he was a pop star. And in yeah. fact, in fact, if you look at old episodes when he was in EastEnders, they used to play his song in the background, and they even right. they even allowed him to play piano in the Queen Vic singing his song during the week yeah. of his, his song came out on release to boost it up, boost up the sales. Yeah. So they <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether he was in EastEnders at the time because maybe when he left. He might have released that song. I can't remember, but no, I remember was. Martin. Mc- he was. Oh, he was. Oh, okay. I'm an expert in well, all things for- 80s from this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he for was, fact, yeah. Martin McCutcheon, Martin McCutcheon wanted to release a single and EastEnders um, said she couldn't do it. Oh. So they killed her character off. Was that why? Oh, Tiffany Mitchell, Christmas Day, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Another, you never go yeah. near Albert Square on Christmas Day because you'll end up dead. That's for sure, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to be careful. Exactly. Yeah, oh, so, so actually, you might be right there. Now, I know Nick Berry was definitely in it at the time, but maybe after right. that, you had to have left EastEnders by the time because there was Sean Maguire. He was a pop star in the 90s as well. That's right. There was loads, yeah. wasn't there? Loads of people brought yeah, the out BBC music. Yeah, were very strict on that, on that kind of thing. And EastEnders bosses basically said to Martin, they said, look, if you want to be a pop star, then you're going to have to leave. We can't allow you to be a pop star at the same time as being in the show. Her mind was set on being a huge pop star and um, and they killed her off, you know. But, and that's just the way it was. So, Michael, Ruthless. you were offered this uh, huge amount of money to go and be a pop star and you couldn't mm. do it because he's... Why didn't you just leave EastEnders? Do you know what? I was in the, I was in the start of my career on TV and uh, I... Singing was was a, was a love of mine, but it wasn't as important as acting. And, uh, yeah, it was a risk for you at the time. Mm. Yeah, and EastEnders at the time was one of the biggest shows on TV, and it was my 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 favourite show and my family's favourite show. And I was so proud to be in there. I didn't want to jeopardise anything, so I was like, "Thank you for the uh, for the interest, but I'm going to have to turn down that twenty million dollar oh, uh, album." Oh God! <laughs> no, it wasn't that much, but it was a lot. It was. Does it keep you awake at night now, thinking of what you could have had? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to dwell on no, it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, no problem, no problem. Look, we, we jumped ahead there. I was talking about how you, you've turned 50 and you became a dad later, didn't you? And later in life. Yeah, then. yeah and, and I have to say to everybody, you know, it's not until you become a parent that you realise how tough it is to bring up kids. So I take my house to every mum and dad out there. But at the same time, as well as it's being tough, it's the greatest achievement. I would swap everything, every success, every amount of money, everything I've ever had in my whole world to look after my children. You know, I I think I've been given the best thing I've ever had in my whole life. The love I have for my child, and we have another one on the way, is a love that I never thought could exist in yeah. my body. I know. It's it's, it's life-changing, isn't it? Yeah. It's and life-changing, so what do you have? it really is. Do you have a boy or a girl and how old? We have a little boy. We've got a two-and-a-half-year-old boy and we've got another boy on the way. Have you? Were you 50 yeah. when the baby was born? I was 51. I'm going to be 55 just after the baby, the next baby was ah, born. Come here. I was letting you off there. I thought you'd only turned 50, so you're, you're nearly 55. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Nearly 55. I started EastEnders when I was 28, back in 1997. So, so you nearly have the bus pass. I ne- yes, yes, exactly. Well, <laughs> five five years to, to retirement age, but yeah. that, that's not going to happen. And is your missus younger than you? She is. She's 42. She's 42. So there's about 12, 12 year gap between us. She's got two kids from a previous marriage. She, she's got a two and a half year old and she's got another one on the way. And she, she, you know, we're even thinking about maybe having three or four. She says she doesn't regret it for one moment, honestly. Well, you know, but it's like if you're a mother already, it's yeah. just the greatest feeling in the world. It took us a few months and then all of a sudden, um, especially this time yeah. on my birthday, I got a card from my missus and, you know, a few cards, a few presents. And in the morning, I 
opened up this card and it said, to daddy, can't wait to see you in June 2024. And I looked uh, at her and went, are you pregnant again? And she, yeah, and I burst into tears. Ah, uh, that's so we amazing. Had, we had no help. We had no help at all. I cannot say how much it was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, the, the day of my son being born. Uh, and the second greatest day will be my next son being born. So I don't, I don't have any regrets. It was a shock to the system because yeah. most of the time being an actor, we have late nights and late mornings. So my, my life is completely, I go to bed at 10 o'clock now and I'm up by seven. So it's, <laughs> um, it's a complete transformation, but I love it. I wouldn't swap it for the world. Now, Michael, we better talk about the reason you're on the show because you're coming yeah, to yeah. Dublin. <laughs> We've talked about everything else in the world. Um, yeah. So you're coming to the Gosh Energy Theatre and you're going to be doing 12 Angry Men in April. So the 16th to the 20th of April. Tell me yeah. all about this show and, and who's in it and who you are in it. So we have uh, Tristan Gemmell, Gray O'Brien and Jason Merrill. People will rec- recognise from doing things like Coronation Street, Casualty, Emma Dale. And we've got some uh, eight other great actors. It's basically 12 jurors that have to go back to the room and deliberate between themselves whether they think the um, the kid that supposedly killed his dad is guilty or not. And 11 of us immediately say he's guilty and one of us doesn't. And so, as you know, you've got to have a unanimous decision, otherwise you get a hung jury. Yeah. And uh, this one person has to try and describe why and, and say why he thinks this kid isn't guilty. And it goes through all these twists and turns. And it's like a fly-in-the-wall documentary of, of listening in to these 12 men who get completely irate with each other on why they think he should be put to the chair and um, it's funny it has its very very funny moments as well but it's all, it's quite dark and it goes really really quickly mm. it's a brilliant play it's, it's had great reviews great standing ovations and we've been sold out on most places we've gone to but you know I'm looking forward to going to Dublin not only because it's one of my favourite cities in the world because I can go there and I'm working there not just going there for the crack you know yeah. I'm going there to have to have fun and to, to work so it's it's got the best of both worlds for me Do you know the good thing about a play is Michael you know what time you're finished work at I'd say only standards yeah. and when you're doing telly work there's so much waiting around and oh they have to retake yeah, that is. and we don't know what time we're really going to be home at for sure Yeah absolutely you know I think most actors love theatre more than TV and film because of that live aspect if we could do 60% theatre, 20% film, 20% TV, then that would be perfect. But for me, theatre is my first love and uh, I just love it because you get that you get that live audience and you get that live reaction straight away. Mm. And can I ask you, are actors allowed, just based on the, the theme of that player, are actors allowed to be jurors in real life? When I was in EastEnders after the first year of being on TV and everybody recognising you, I was asked to be uh, a juror while I was living in North London. You were and, called um, for the service, that, yeah, yeah, jury duty. I was called for the service, yeah, but I managed to turn it around only because I was so recognised Mm. This was a this was a murder case, and uh, I managed to get out of it because I just felt that I was at risk here. Because if 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 the guilty party, or, or I'm not sure whether they found guilty in the end, but if they felt that they recognised me and that I was one of the reasons they went down, there could have been some kind of retribution. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. And so do I it. didn't want to no. risk that. Yeah, no, yeah, and yeah. I, I just felt that my life was at risk then. I think it happened in the States. Tom Hanks or somebody massive like that was called for right. jury duty. And you're like, how do they allow him to do that? Surely that's not yeah. a safe thing to do. And also you're doing uh, Hunger Games. Tell me about this. Yeah, I was in the Hunger Games movie with Viola Davis and uh, Peter Dinklage, to name a few. And um, that's out of the cinemas now. Um, it was an amazing experience because I've done a couple of movies, but not anything as big as that. Unfortunately, a couple of my scenes with Viola and up on the cutting room floor but that's that's to be expected but it was a great role it was great to be involved 
and it's just another it's just it's just something I'm very proud of because I'm starting to to do a lot of more work now and to get recognized a lot more in that kind of way and um yeah it's a, and doing this play as well it, it's it's given me great reviews and and people are loving what I'm doing so you know yeah. I can't I can't thank people enough right now uh, well look it's great to have you back I've really enjoyed our chat today uh Michael thank Greco you. on the show or should we say Pepe de Marco. Pepe de Marco. <laughs>